Thank you for joining us for another podcast from Covenant Community Church. And now, today's message. Praise God, everybody. Oh, wow. This is so phenomenal. I am so excited on this day. Um, I am nervous, uh, but I am so excited to give birth to what God has impregnated me with. See, I'm full of word, yeah, uh, but I, I'm just so excited, and words just can't describe how I feel. But what I want you to do first, I want you to stand to your feet and give God a hand clap and praise. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God for waking you up this morning and allowing you to see yet another day. We better thank God and be grateful that God has supplied all our needs. If it had not been for the Lord on my side, I don't know where I would have been. Praise God. I'm excited about God. I'm on fire for God. Matter of fact, fire is in the house. I love God. You love God. What's wrong with you? Praise God. Praise God. I pray to God that I can get to my sermon. I'm all fired up. Praise God. God is so good. Praise God. Praise God. I just can't stop saying praise God. I mean, I thank him. I thank him so much. He's been phenomenal in my life. I thank him for the dreams and the visions that he gave me. But to see the dream, oh my God, this prophecy was a prophetic dream. But to see the dream being fulfilled on this day is phenomenal. It blows my mind. You hear what I'm saying? Praise God. God is so good. God is so good. But I want you to, you can go ahead and have a seat because I don't want to kind of get to it right now. I'm going to do some teaching, but I came to preach your socks off. Praise God. Hallelujah, Jesus. I thank, man, first and foremost, I got to say again, I thank God. I thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who is the head of my life. I said it before, he's the captain of my ship. He's the driver in my car. He's everything to me. I can't stand here and act like he hasn't done nothing for me. He's been great. He's been better than great. He's been gooder than good, if that's a word, gooder. You understand? He's been awesome, awesomely amazing. I thank him so much. And I thank my first, and I, and I thank Pastor Elaine and John Lofton. I thank them. Now, this is what I've been doing. Sometimes you got to challenge yourself. I'm challenging myself to expand my vocabulary. So I um, Googled word of the day, and I'm going to use it today. The day... <laughs> My word is vouchsafe. Vouchsafe means to grant. So I thank Pastor Elaine and John Lofton for vouchsafing me this opportunity to stand here today to be before you and preach what God has given me to preach. Teach what God has given me to teach. Praise God. I thank you so much. I love you guys. You've been, you just, oh my God, you're, 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 you're my second family. You made me feel so good when I came in. Usually I'm shy. I don't do anything. I don't participate. I just want to come in, get the word, and get on out. I don't want nobody to notice me. I just try to, okay, I'm going on out, right? But, but I just, I, I thank you guys. I love you so much. And then, and then, oh man, Pastor Elaine, you, it meant the world to me when my mother passed. When my mother passed this year, and we buried her in March, your words of comfort helped me to get through that process. And I just don't, you just don't know how it feels. In the church family, C3, you sent flowers. I was so grateful. But those words meant the world to me. Because I was hurting so bad. I never hurt like that in my life. I know other people have lost lo loved ones, ones and, 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 and it's called a process. Matter of fact, part of my sermon is going to be on the process. Because God allowed me to identify what the process was and the purpose of the process. Praise God. And we're going to be talking about a lot of P's. Because you know, have the PPP. I got some five P's that I'm going to be talking about. Praise God. <laughs> but I thank you so much and I love you. 
I thank my husband who supported me. Man, when we were in Washington, D.C., God told me, I'm telling you, I heard him. He said, drop everything and follow me. I dropped everything. He tells everybody, they say, well, what are you doing here in North Carolina? He said, well, my wife said she heard Jesus. He, she said, he said she, she heard Jesus. Drop everything, follow me, and I follow my wife. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> so he, he's been my support, you know, there. And, when, and see, he sees the blood, sweat, and tears behind closed doors. On the outside, I may wear it well. Praise God. But on the, on, the, on the inside, you behind closed doors, you don't see the blood, sweat, and tears. The same way with a ministry, when you're building a ministry, people see uh, the, 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 the results, but they don't know what it took to get there. They don't know the blood, sweat, and tears that it took doing, uh, trying to get a ministry established. Praise God. But God had already called me to it. But still, when he called you to a thing, there's a process that you're going to have to go through. See, and, and, and again, back to my sermon, because my sermon, part of my sermon is through process. It's, I mean, it's through purpose, process, promise. I mean, through purpose, process, progress, perseverance, and promises. Praise God. Because he said, you cannot, you can't get from the purpose to the promises. There's a bridge called process, right? So right here we have um, you know, again, it says, God has a purpose for your pain, a reason for your struggles, and a reward for your faithfulness. Don't give up. Through purpose, process, progress, perseverance, and promises, you win. You win. And see, where I got you win, I had a vision about a month ago. I was laying in my bed, and I woke up, and I looked to the, to the right. My bedroom door is on the right. Happened to look at my bedroom door, and it was a big sign illuminated with light, and it had in bold letters, you win. I'm like, praise God. I win. Praise God. There's something that I win, but I, I won. I don't know what it is. But I found out he was telling me I win because I was going through a process. There were things going on in my life that I had to endure to stand steadfast in, that I had to get down on my knees. Matter of fact, I laid prostrate before God because I needed to get to hear from God because I was going through that process. Praise God. Praise God. But before we get there, we wanna, I want to also thank my family. Monica and my son Nathan, my sister Monica, praise God. I thank all my friends and family, my friends that came out, Geisha back there, Miss Bernice, all oh, my Toya, Toya and her family, and, and Kayla and the Kindred and Kyron, and man, I just, and Ashley, and, and, and I got to tell you something about Ashley. <laughs> praise God. Takeda, no. Takeda, she work in the office with Theophilus, and she does a wonderful job. Praise God. Geisha and Toya, between Keisha, Geisha, Toya, Lord God, they keep, keep it held up. But with Ashley, she came into the office, and she was going through a little something-something, and I'm not here to tell her business because that's not anybody's business. But <laughs> she came in to, t to uh, uh, she was kind of distraught and downtrodden, heavily laden, and with some burdens and some problems, right? One thing, people, about me, when you come to me, you're going to get prayed for. If you don't want prayer, don't come to me. If you don't want to listen to or hear about God, don't come to me. Because I'm going to talk you God down, right? <laughs> That's the only way I know. I'm going to tell God, did you, God, did you hear you? God, what about, what about God, right? So, Ashley... She accept, She actually gave her life to Christ. She accepted Jesus Christ as her personal savior. The angels were rejoicing in heaven. And girl, I love you. I love you. I love you. I thank you for being here. And like I told you, continue to pursue Jesus with all of your heart. It's just not about accepting him. It's about getting to know him, developing a relationship with him. I mean, up close and personal. That's what he wants. A lot of people say, I know Jesus. I used to say it all the time. Yeah, I know Jesus. Yeah, I know the Lord. But God said, wait a minute, stop saying that because you don't really know me. People say we know, but you don't really. In order to know me, you have to have a relationship with me, right? Up close and personal, intimate into me, see? Praise God. So anyway, but before I begin, and I said all that, and anyway, so we need to pray. Let's say a prayer. And God told me, I said, what, what kind of prayer? So, you know, should I say my own prayer? He says, it's not about you. 
It ain't about you. I want you to say your prayer. We want to do it the Lord's way. Stand to your feet. And let us all say it on one accord. We're going old school. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you. Have a seat. Thank you so much. Well, like I said, you win. You win. Sermon topic, you win. Max, can you turn to the next slide, please? I like that. See, I don't have to push the button. <laughs> okay, because okay, I said I want to teach and preach. But you win. We want to talk about purpose. When I, fr I was first going to give a sermon, uh, and, and it was going to be the topic was from process to promises. But God said, mm -mm. he downloaded an extra piece. He said, well, you can't talk about process and promise without purpose, right? And I'm like, okay, well, good gosh, you gave me another piece of it. So he gave me purpose. He said, because you, 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 if you get to the promises, you can't get to the promise and not understand your purpose. Praise God. Because your purpose is used with your promise. So it's synonymous, right? So anyway, purpose de de defined as the reason why something is done or used, the aim or intention of something. Jeremiah 1.5 says, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. All right. Then 1 Peter 1.2 uh, says, you were chosen according to the purpose of God, the Father, and were made a holy people by his spirit to obey Jesus Christ and be purified by his blood. Romans 8.28, still talking about purpose because I want you to know you got purpose, but we always have to refer to the word always refer to the word I want you to know is there about your purpose right so purpose Romans 8 28 says we know that in all things God works for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose praise God somebody say purpose, purpose. you ain't standing loud enough purpose. purpose say it with purpose on purpose. purpose praise God okay so anyway I was reading uh, uh, Darlene Zelch, Zetch, I like her saying, she says, the two greatest days of your life are the day you were born and the day you find out why. I'm like, good God, that's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. The day you were born and the day you find out why. Praise God. So anyway, so that's identifying the purpose. We know that. We understand that. Like I said, you know, you can't have, you, he says you can't have process and promises without the purpose. Okay, next one, please. Process. This one right here. This is where I want you to open your Bibles because we need to do some work. Because that's what it's about. Open your Bibles. Turn to the page. Turn to chapter 8, Deuteronomy 1-3. And then I'm going to define pr process. Process is a natural phenomenon marked by gradual changes that lead toward a particular result, right? And then that result, we're talking about lead to a particular result. The result is the promise, right? Okay, okay, that's the promise, right? So Deuteronomy 1 and 3, let me know when you're there. Okay, holler if you hear me. Pass that, I'm getting a little ghetto. I'm getting a little ghetto on you. But holly if you're here, sister. <laughs> okay, so chapter eight said, um, chapter eight says, be careful to follow every command I am giving you today so that you may live in, so, so, so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land the Lord promised on oath to your ancestors. That's the promise. That identifies a promise right there, right? And then it says, remember how the Lord, your God, let you all, led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years. No, here we go right here. Here we get, we get ready into process because I'm breaking it down for you, right? So into, led you into the uh, wilderness these 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart whether or not you would keep his commands, right? So we want to stop right there, okay? He says to humble and test you, right? So what the, the thing is, Max, go to the next one, please. Okay. Here we go. 
Yeah, stay right there. We'll process. So <laughs> stay right there for a minute. But because I want to say something crucial with this one. But to test you, so that so this thing called process, again, where's that? Do you have the picture of that little man? Let's get the picture. Here we go. Woo! There we go, right there. Here we go. Right here, this is your purpose. He's holding on to his purpose. His feet is touching his promises. In the middle, there's the process, right? So in order to get to the promises of God, we have to go over a bridge called process. Praise God. And it's in the process is when we're tested. Praise God. Because God said that we go through the process. I'm just kind of paraphrasing. We go through the process to be tested of, 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 of God, right, to see where our heart is, right? And so a lot of times when we go through the process, I'm going to tell you, the process is, is, is not a fun place to be. The process is full with trials, tribulations, and struggles. The process is the thing that will break you down, right? That process will have you crying in the midnight hours. That process is so hard to endure, praise God, but it's that process. My mother had a saying, she said, Diane, she says, what don't kill you will make you strong. But then she said, what don't make you will break you. I thought about that. I said, man, while I was going through and I'm, I'm crying about my mom and I had the flu and, oh man, man, it was so much going on in that, in that one spill um, when my mom was passing and I didn't know she was passing. I had the flu, racked me and my husband, the worst case of the flu, and... And he says, I need to break you. See, some people think you don't need to be broken. I don't want to be that palm tree that just bent. He didn't want the bend. He wants the brokenness because some things need to be broken off from us in order for us to follow God and do what he called us to do, right? He so is in that process when you're broken. Some people have a brokenness. You need to break away bad attitudes, break away homosexuality, break away those things that are not of God, break away sin, break away lying, break away adultery, break away cheating, break away all those things that, that, that are ungodly, praise God. So you need to be broken in the process. You need to be broken. You need to be broken. Because I'm going to tell you, I was tore up from the floor up. Still a working, I'm still, I tell everybody I'm under construction. Praise God. I am under construction. But that process where we need that breakup, and the reason I'm like, well, why we have to be broken, God? And this is what he was downloading. The reason, uh, God, when you break away those things, see, he says, I'm the potter, and you are the clay. He said that I want to form you and shape you and make you and take you back to which, the way I originally intended you to be. Praise God. He says, see, God is our designer, right? We are a designer's original. Praise God. God showed me something. He said, you are designer's original. I'm like, oh, praise God. He said, because I, you were created. See, we were created by God for God. By God for God. So when you see somebody that said, I'm a BGFG. Right? I'm a BGF tree. I was created by God for God. Praise God. I want you to put your hand over your heart and say, I'm a BGFG. I'm a designer's original. Created by God for God. Praise God. All right now. Praise God. Praise God. You ought to be excited about being a designer's original created on purpose by God for God. I walk around like that. By the Illuminati got a sign, we got a sign. By God for God. A designer's original. Praise God. Praise God. So he showed me that in that process, right? So he said that when that thing is broken away from you, he want to be the potter because those, those broken pieces don't fit. Your vase is lopsided, baby. You got a lopsided vase. That's what he said. Your vase is lopsided. It don't even look right because that's not how I originally intended you or created you to be, right? So when he break those pieces off, now you got a straight vase, right? No flaws. You got perfection. Praise God. 
You got righteousness, praise God. You got a woman or a man walking in the word of God in his way, his will. Praise God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm about to hurt myself up here. Praise God. I'm sweating a little bit. Hallelujah, Jesus. But anyway, so then we know about that. We see him holding on, right? And then I look at, man, thank you, Father. I look at his belly. See that belly hanging down? That's all the junk we got holding us down. Praise God. He said the reason why, see, that belly right there, and he's barely holding on because we got a lot of junk in us. All right now. That's what he said. That's what he said. It's the junk. That's why he barely holding on. Got a lot of junk. Praise God. I just had a revelation right now about that. I ain't know that one. <laughs> Ooh, praise God. Hallelujah. So anyway, so then, so we see that, right? So we want to go to the next phase of it, right? So Max, you can go ahead and, so, there we go. Okay. We can stay right there. Now, two, when I asked God about the process, I said, God, also, show me what the process, give me an example of the process. He said, and Max, you don't have to worry about turning it. It's way before that. I don't know. God is usually going on. He, uh, this, but I'm a cover. Don't worry. But he said, I said, Father. And every time I say something, you notice that I say, Father? Because you, you need to go to God in everything. Ask him about everything. Everything. And he'll show you. Don't go to Mama Boo Boo or Kitty Kitty Witty Witty. You want to go to God and ask God, what should you do? How should you do it? Praise God. So what God showed me, right? So he said, I said, give me an example of the process. He said, look at the four J's. I said, the four J's, right? He said, the four J's. I said, what are the four J's? The four J's is Jacob, Joseph, and Job. Jacob, Joseph, and Job, he said, that's the perfect example of the process, what the process looked like. Matter of fact, Jacob, Joseph, and Job, the pro it looks like, matter of fact, he says, it's a combination because he shows purpose, it shows process, it shows perseverance, it shows progress, and it shows promises, right? Praise God. He showed me that. So when we look at, uh, when we look at Genesis, and I'm not going to read it all because we only, it's, it's a very, very, the uh, Genesis 25, 19, 34, and also have recorded 27, 5, 35, and 32, 22, 28. But I just want you to know that's where it's found if you have any questions, <laughs> right? <laughs> where she get that from? She got it from the word. It's in Genesis. Praise God. Okay. So anyway, when we look at, J when we, when we look at uh, 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 Jacob, right? This Jacob, he was a character. It says Rebecca, her, and I'm just, we're going to just, we're just not even going to, it says Rebecca, I just want you to know where it is. It says Rebecca was barren, right? She asked God for a child. She couldn't, she couldn't conceive. So God, so anyway, she became pregnant, right? Impregnated. And in her womb were twins. And she was like, wow, you know, this, I'm having problems with this pregnancy. It's, it's a difficult time. You know, she's talking to the Lord. This probably because, I mean, she, man, that these babies are going boom, 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 boom. And God told her, you have two nations in your womb, right? Right? And those two nations was Esau and Jacob. Praise God. So their purpose, he already told them, you have two nations. Their purpose, two nations in the womb, right? Praise God. But then this, this rascal, he comes out. It says, Esau come out, here go Jacob holding on Esau's heel, right, as he come out. But God showed me something about that with Jacob. Jacob struggled in the wound and outside of the wound. He struggled in the wound with his brother and outside the wound with God. Praise God. Praise God, right? So when we look at that, that's what Jacob did. So then he didn't stop there. This right here, it tells me, he was, it, was, it said that, and then Jacob wanted his brother Esau's birthright. Right? And it says Esau was a hunter. And it says that, you know, he was hairy and, and funky. I mean, well, anyway, he was hairy and he didn't smell too good. But let me tell you, it said that Esau, he was out there hunting. And it says Esau came in, right? Esau came in and Esau, it says he was starving. Starving. As unto death. You hear me? It says that he was starving, right? 
And so I'm like, I'm like, he's starving. He said, yeah, so, and, I, and he said, he was starving like Marvin. If anybody like that, so here come Esau. He's starving like Marvin. Jesaw in there, I, I'm, I'm Jacob in there, he cooking this soup, right? It said it was lentil, right? So he really made it even better. He probably threw some potatoes in there and some carrots or something, had to stew a little bit on the side. He probably made some buttermilk biscuits and, and all that kind of stuff. And because he knew that Esau, when he came in, he would be hungry, right? So I asked God this question. I said, well, wait a minute. Why was he starving? Isn't he a hunter? He was out there for 40 years, 40 nights, 40 days. He was out there. He didn't catch anything. So it let me know he wasn't a good hunter. But anyway, so it says he was, he was hungry. And then it says he sat at the table, and Jacob asked him for his birthright. He said, I'll give you something to eat if you give me your birthright. Right? And then he told me, confirm that. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on, go on, take it. You know, he hung. He don't care nothing about it. He see that darn lentil soup with them potatoes and curds going on. He's like, go on, go on, give me, the, give me, give me that soup, right? Yeah, all right, you can have it, right? Then he eats the soup, and this is why I cracked up laughing. After he ate the soup, then he said he despised his birthright. I'm like, well, you ate the soup now. Now you're despising your birthright, right? Because he didn't like what he did, but he knew he had to do it because he was hungry, because he said he was starving, right? So I'm like, oh, my God. And so it let me know Jacob, again, slick character. Says he's a deceiver, naming deceiver, right? So anyway, then he didn't stop there. Then he goes over to the father, and him and mama now, they're in a conspiracy. They're in this conspiracy. I'm like, oh, look, mama in the house, conspiring. Oh, my God. So anyway, she got him to trick Isaac, right? And they, and they stole his blessing. And the way they stole the blessing, he got the blessing. The way Esau, um, Jacob got the blessing, he had to, he said, they said he put fur on him. The fur all over, made him hairy, you know. And he went in and took the soup to Isaac, right? But guess what? He couldn't see, but guess what? Isaac did this. He said, yep. You Esau, right? So, <laughs> so I said Esau was funky, right? I said Esau was smelly, and that's how he identified Esau, right? <laughs> so anyway, but, it's, it, but when you read the word, see, this is the thing when you read the word, I, it's, 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 it's phenomenal. I got a lot on. I'm cracking up too. You know, it's like a novel. I'm like, woo, go ahead now. So this is what Jacob did, but on the end, Oh, my God. But see, this was a price. See, he was going in. And see, you see, he was a deceiver. But then when he was wrestled with God and said he was wrestling with God and, and God touched his hip joint and knocked that joint out of place. And, and here, go, here go, Jacob. I won't, I won't let you go until you bless me. That's how I was in the process. I was down in the process. And I said, God, I won't let you go until you bless me. I need you, God. My mother died. I had the flu. I'm all tore up. My finances is crazy. My ministry looking crazy. I said, God, I won't let you go to you. Bless me. Just like the woman with the issue of blood. Praise God. The woman says she had an issue for 12 long years. I like that, Michelle. 12 long years. And it says that Jesus was in the crowd. Praise God. And and Jesus was in the crowd, and it says his disciples all around him, the crowd. Now, you know his disciples had to be like this, right, right? Come here, Dale. Look, this Jesus, disciples, like this, right? Who touched me? Now, he know they didn't touch him. Why didn't he should have known disciple touched him because wasn't they following on Jesus and all that? And he, they should have been all equipped. He, they should have had virtue and power too. But he said, who touched me? Not who brushed up against me. He said, who touched me? Because when the woman touched the hem of his garment, it says he felt the power go out of his body. Praise God. And so... I thought about that woman. I said, you know, I was that woman. I was that woman with the issue. It didn't last 12 years. It lasted 10 years, right? And I finally found a doctor to tell me. I said, I need, and, and I'm going to tell you something, too. God, show me. No report is the worst report that you can get. When you're, when, you, when you're going through something in your body, you don't know what's going on, but you know something is wrong, and they're telling you, 
Nothing is wrong. We can't find nothing, this, that, and the other. Even in the end, they'll say, it's in your head. I think there may be something going on in your head. That's no, it's my body. Now, y'all got to identify this. But once it was able to be identified, then you're able to go on, right? You just need some identity to it, right? But let me tell you, that didn't, what changed is that it's not about, because it never said Jesus healed the woman, right? It wasn't about that. It was about her mentality, right? So it was about her mentality. And what happens that when you're in the process, in order to progress through the process to the promises, you got to change your mentality, right? So when I was going through my process, I was so concentrated trading on my condition till I forgot my position. Praise God. And because I was concentrating on my condition, I wasn't able to see my way through the process to the promise because I was too busy concentrating on my condition. My hurt, my pain, my losses, my gains, my finances, my everything. I was concentrating on the condition. The woman with the issue of blood, remember she had for 12 long years, but what she had to do, she had to put down her condition. Once she put down her condition, she focused on her position, and that's what made her whole. Praise God. It was her faith in God that made her whole. And when I read the Bible, a lot of times, Jesus, God is dealing with our mentality, the way we think. We got a lot of thinking that needs to be changed. Praise God. So reroute your thinking from negative to positive, right? Now, I, I, I told my friend when she, her, she just lost her father, and, I, and God gave me something. He said, it's okay. It's okay to mourn. It's okay. He said, but I want you to be a visitor, not a resident. When we're going through trials and tribulations, when we're going through problems of our lives, he wants us to visit but not be a resident. Praise God. Praise God. Because when you're a resident, that means you can't get to the promises. Praise God. Had I been a resident, I wouldn't be here today preaching before you right now. Praise God. Hallelujah. Satan tried to stop me. I ain't going to lie to you. He tried to stop me. He did everything he could to try to stop me from coming before you today. Praise God. I've been through hell. Those who know me know my tears, know my cries, know my pain, know my struggles. But guess what? I didn't give up. I stood right on my ground. Because I said, God, I know what you have for me. I know what you have for me is better than this. I know, God, that you're taking me to another level in you, God. Because of I know that, God. I know my promises. You said I have 5,467 divine promises for you. Guess what? I want all 5,467 promises that God has for me. But guess what? I may have 5,000. 467 processes that I have to go through to get to the next level. Praise God. God is awesome. He's amazing. He's outstanding. Praise God. I love God. I tell you all the time, I love God. I love God. In 2012, I went through a surgery. 2014, they slipped and cut a hole in my colon. I went in for a minor, my sister know, my husband. Operation to CMC, slipped, cut a hole in my colon. They had to cut me completely open. That wasn't intention for the operation, right? It was supposed to be a laparoscopy or just a rectal seal repair, and they cut a hole in my colon. And I didn't know it. I was supposed to be in there for 30 minutes. Five hours later, I came out. I was on machines. My sister was there. She says, I wake up. She says, Diane, I have to tell you something. I said, what's going on? And, you know, when I found all I can move is my mouth talk. And she said, uh, the doctors uh, cut a hole in your colon. And I said, what do you mean? She says, 
they said they accidentally, accidentally <laughs> cut a hole in your colon and they had to cut you open. And she said, you have a scar. She said, you got staples. I couldn't feel nothing, mind you. She said, from here to here, right? From here to here. And I said, and all the thing, tears, I remember tears coming down my eyes. And she said, Diane, I know that the scar's gonna heal and all that. And she, I said, that's not why I'm crying. She said, what's the matter? I said, God spared my life. God spared my life yet again. So whatever goes on in my life, I know that it's gonna be all right. I know that I'm gonna make it through the process because he would not have saved me back then to allow me to die now. Praise God. That's 2014, 2015. I went back to work finally in January, still doing the ministry. And I developed a hernia over top of the operation and they had to go back in, right? They had to put a mesh, mesh in. 2015, 2016, I trip up, shopping. Y'all can tell. <laughs> and tore my meniscus. Had to go in surgery for that. Back up to 2012, when I slipped on water, working at DHS, on the floor, I said, those people put that water down there. <laughs> they knew I was coming. But they put out a memo after I fell and said, you shouldn't wear heels on rainy days. <laughs> what the heels got to do with it? Anyway, I said, no, it's that water on that floor that y'all put down. Y'all been trying to get rid of me because I kept applying for the section chief position. Y'all didn't want to give it to me, so I put the water on the floor. <laughs> when I slipped and fell, I tore ligaments off my thumb, slipped a disc in my back, and tore my hamstring all in one time. Right? But can I tell y'all something? When I was going down to the floor, a light flashed. I saw the x-ray. I saw my knee pop. I saw the ligament pull. I could see it, it looked like an x-ray. God already showed it to me, right? And they were trying to tell me what nothing wrong with me. They send you to their compensation doctor. Nothing wrong with you, nothing wrong with you. Nothing wrong with you, something wrong with me, yeah. Nothing wrong with you, something wrong with me, you know. So I finally found somebody, a doctor to identify, and they said I had a torn uh, ligaments off my thumb. Went in surgery, had my thumb repaired, right? The next day, they, give, they send a pink slip when I got out of the surgery, right? Praise God. I said, all too. I said it too. Had it not been in for that, Theophilus wouldn't be here. My 501c3 ministry, that wouldn't be here. I said the same, oh man, you know, that's jacked up. I wrote a book, Prophecy. That wouldn't have been, that wouldn't have come to pass, right? I had my, all my I, I was there. And, but can I tell you something? I never stopped serving God because I was out there, Toya. I was out there with the cast on. Hey, come on, get that fried chicken. Hey, I am right here. I still was out there. Come on, get that fried chicken. Hand up in this big old box. Get that fried chicken. The same thing with the knee. Come on there, y'all, come on. Get this fried chicken. Come on, right? <laughs> I didn't stop. That's called perse perseverance, right? It's called perseverance. I persevered. No matter what was going on in my life, I continued to go on. I continued because, see, I'm a fighter. Not for myself. I'm a fighter for God. Not for myself because it ain't about me. He told me, get out the way. Sometimes he have to sit me down. Some of those operations, he was saying, go somewhere and sit down. <laughs> I'm trying to bless you, but you keep being all in the way. I need you to go sit down somewhere. Because every time I was down, Toy, you know, we kept getting clients. I'm like, how did that happen? I'm not even there. Geisha, beautiful angel. When I was going through and they got hit, they hit me with some policy that I didn't know nothing about. And I didn't know what I was going to do. We, only, we started out with tw 12 people, Toy. Yeah. The little bit of people. My angel came in. Bought me 16 people at one time. 
Now today bought 23, and you, bring, you still bring some more, right, Geisha? Praise God. Yeah. So, and with the resource piece of Theophilus, we started out with nada. What I do? Because my check not mine. I tell everybody, it ain't my money. It's God money. I go out and buy for people. Go, get, get, get. And I'm not doing it to get nothing from him. I do it because that's in me. That's the way he created me. That's the way I'm built. Praise God. And he kept blessing and blessing. So we went to zero to this year, we're close to a million. You better give me some fire. That's God. But guess what? That's perseverance. That's steadfastness. That's the thing that you, that's all the uh, equipment and tools that you need while you're in the process. Praise God. Praise God. I wasn't looking for no big old, I didn't know. Yeah, well, well, praise God. And, and, and then, too, you got to be careful what you say. I hear people saying, you know, yeah, girl, I'm broke. I'm like, girl, I ain't broke. I'm a millionaire. I might have had $35 in the, in, in the bank, but I, girl, I'm a millionaire. I don't know what you're talking about. My husband, though, I always say, I'm a millionaire. He said, well, I ain't seen the millions. You need to give me some. I said, baby, you got to get your own, honey. I got my million. <laughs> Praise God. So guess what? I stepped up my game. Somebody say, they say, I said, well, I ain't got but a few months. I said, honey, I'm a multimillionaire now. I done moved from a millionaire to a multimillionaire. You better say it. Come on now. And guess what? Everything attached to me win. If I got it, you got it. We going to another level. Pastor, you don't know what you did. Praise God. Somebody ought to be glad about God. What I need you to do, I need you to get up, act like you love God, give him a hand clap and praise, clap for God. He's good. Clap for your process. Clap for your trials. Clap for your tribulations. Clap for your problems. Clap for your struggles. You gotta clap. I'm a BGFG, baby. I was created by God for God. I'm a BGFG. Somebody turn to your neighbor. Tell them, oh, and hey, you got to, look, you can't be, I'm BGM. Yeah, I'm, I'm that what she said. No. I'm a BGFG. You better recognize. Praise God. There you go. Give them some attitude. Hallelujah. Praise God. You can have a seat. God took this in another direction. And Pastor, trust and believe, I covered everything that was up there. We know that Jacob went through struggles, but guess what? He, God said he, that there were two nations in the womb of Rebekah, right? And the promise he made, he was uh, Israel, right? Joseph, he was thrown in the pit, pit by his brothers, right? Right? He started out a dreamer and came out a king. Praise God. He went from purpose to promises. But guess what? His pit was his process. Praise God. Hallelujah. And then we have Job. Job started out a king, right? He had something, something, right? But when he experienced balls and his wife left him and, and family and all the stuff, the friends and everything like that, right? But wait a minute. Let me tell you something about Job. And y'all don't get mad at Job's wife, please. Please don't get mad at your wife. I was mad for a minute because I didn't understand. Well, y'all got to realize this, sisters, we know. First of all, Job, he had, right? He had riches. He had wealth. So she was driving her Jaguar. She could drive her Bentley when she wanted to. 
the Mercedes, and that was low class, but she could, you know, drive her, you know, for, to her because she had, you know, the, she could drive her, you know, and then she was getting her nails done and her hair done, and she going to get her outfits, and you understand what I'm saying? So she was used to certain things. You know, we need to be kept up, right? Can I tell you about her? Can I tell you about her? So I'm like, you know, she told she said, you better cut God and die. We lost everything. Right? She was she married a joke. She said, We lost everything. You better cuss God and die. Right? Boy. So she, so I'm like, wait a minute, I'm understanding her. The reason why she said, did she ain't just tell him that? She said, first of all, they had an argument. I'm seeing them argue. First of all, you're broke and you're ugly. Because she had balls all, he remember, Job had balls all over his body. And he took a pot shed, put it over the fire, and he's scraping the balls, or balls off his body so his skin is blackened, so he looking tall from the floor up. So she looked at him, she said, well, you're broke and you're ugly. Peace. I'm out. That's what she said. And that's why she said it. He kind of changed a little bit. You like the fly when he turned from a man to a fly? And he was sitting at the table and his ear fell off. Then his nose dropped. I'm like, I would have been out of there. When the ear fell, I'm gone. Right? They sitting at the table and the fly, the moving fly, anybody see the fly? The fly, the man sitting at the table. And that man sitting there, and the ear drop off, the nose fall off, he, all this kind of stuff, and she up there, oh, baby, I like lies, you tell deuces. You looking kind of strange. <laughs> but with Job, so he lost everything, and that was his process. But his promise, he was blessed. Double, 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 double. He was blessed, double. See, he got his promise. He had his purpose, the, pro the, the promise, and he had to go through the process. And with God, show oh, and with these three men, God showed me something. I said they had something in common. Each one of them, this is the thing they had in common. God showed this to me. Family struggles. Each one had family struggles. Job, Jacob and the family, Joseph and the family, Job and the family family struggles. So sometimes in that process, we incur family struggles. Praise God. I say, well, God, I ain't seen that before. Thank you for showing me that. Family struggles, that's what they had in common. And we're talking about the process consists of, uh, uh, consists of struggles, trials and struggles, family struggles. They had something in common. So anyway, this was, I mean, so again, Go, Max, go to the next slide because we actually, okay, here we go, right here. Oh, woo, what you trying to do, Max? What you trying to say? Tell me something? Get the conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> my time up. But anyway, we can go to conclusion. Y'all ready? I'm, uh, we can't do that. But when we find ourselves going through the process of life, we should be like the woman with the issue of blood. We must stand steadfast, persevere. Uh, well, no, no, we must push past the pain. But guess what? I've been talking to a lady yesterday while I was getting my nails done, and they were saying something. We had a conversation about going to I said, oh, I'm trying to do, they saw me doing something. They're like, what you doing? I said, well, I'm supposed to be preaching tomorrow. The whole dang on nail place. They're like, what? Oh, praise God. That's it. And so we always got to talk about Jesus in the nail salon, right? right? Monica was there. And so um, I'm like, well, praise God. But she said, did you, you know, one of my pastors, and she's Hispanic, she invited me to the church. We go. And so um, anyway, so she says, push. And I didn't know. So push stands for persevere until something happens. Praise God. Push. P-U-S-H. Persevere until something happens. So when we're going through our trials and struggles, we need to push our way to our promises. Praise God. We don't want to push our way out. We want to push our way to 
Praise God. Hallelujah. So then it says, push past the pain, hurt, and disappointments. Change our mental status from looking at the condition to understanding our position with Jesus Christ. We must root ourselves more deeply into God's word so that we may be able to fulfill our purpose as we get to the promises that God has for us all. Most comforting of all, we know that God will never allow us to be tested beyond what we are capable or able to handle by his power. His grace is sufficient for us. His power is made perfect in our weaknesses. And then it says, that is why Paul said, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, and I bet had them too. In insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then, 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 I am strong. Praise God, everybody. Stand to your feet. I'm done with that. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Diane has left the building. Praise God. Hallelujah. I love God. I thank you all for coming out. I thank my family, my friends, Theophilus that are out there, and all the volunteers. You all do a phenomenal job when we go out and we're blessing those folks. They love it. It's not about the food. It's not about the food. It's about the love that we show, the love of Christ that's yeah. in us, that we show when we go out there. That's why they ask, lady, lady, where's your church? Why? Because I want to be a part of that. I had them say, where's your church? I want to be a part of that because the love that you show us, right? And they like the food, too. Praise yeah. God. So anyway, so we want to, uh, I guess, I don't know what else you do after this. I'm finished. I'm hot, I'm tired. Come on and bless the Lord in here. Amen. <laughs> Amen. We hope you've been blessed by today's powerful teaching. Thank you for your continued prayers and financial support of this ministry. Visit us in person at 5805 West Highway 74 in Indian Trail, North Carolina. That's near Lowe's Hardware. Or you can find us on the web at www.changeatc3.org. That's change, C-H-A-N-G-E-A-T-C, the number 3.org. Or call us at 704-821-7368. Covenant Community Church, where the truth is revealed.